Welcome to the Heal Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leona Allen, and I'm here to help you achieve more freedom in your health and your life. I'm the founder of Freedom Health Systems, and I've been a licensed chiropractor and wellness coach for over two decades. I've helped men, women, and children transform their lives by removing the physical, chemical, and emotional barriers to natural healing. Every week, I'll be taking you on a journey, a journey where you will discover the real truth behind what it takes to heal your mind, body, and soul. Allow me to be your guide as you travel this road to renewed health and a new life. It's time to make a deal with yourself to heal yourself. Please keep in mind that this podcast is for educational purposes only and not to be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. With that said, let's begin. The Journey to Healing Food Shopping Guide is your resource to making healthier food choices next time you go to the grocery store. Grab your copy today at HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Healing starts in the kitchen. Begin your journey to healing today. Go to HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Once again, that's HealthyShoppingHabits.com. For the past 30 years, conventional nutritional wisdom has recommended eating less and exercising more if you want to lose weight. In theory, this makes sense. Burn more calories than you eat and the pounds will come off. I wish it was that simple, but it's not. To believe that weight is due to calories in versus calories out is a huge mistake. Calorie restriction is not the solution for long-term healthy weight loss and I will explain why in this episode. First of all, our friendly weight loss experts have tried to simplify weight loss by applying the energy balance equation, which is the relationship between your energy input and your energy output. What you eat and drink is your energy input. What you burn through physical activity is your energy output. A calorie is a unit of energy. So according to this equation, the amount of body fat you have is based on the calories you consume minus the calories you expend. So according to this formula, in order to maintain a stable weight, the number of calories you get from your food and beverages needs to equal the number of calories you burn. If the calories you consume are greater than the calories you burn, then you will gain weight over time. And if the calories in are less than the calories out, then you will lose weight over time. So if one wishes to lose weight, they must create a caloric deficit by burning more calories than they consume. That's why for many of you who have decided to lose weight, the first thing you may have decided to do was eat less and exercise more. Many of us have been there, including myself, and some of you will try it numerous times before you realize that this approach does not work. If you believe the narrative that reducing calories will help you lose weight, then you would assume that eating too many calories will make you fat. So therefore, calories must be fattening, right? Wrong. In measuring the caloric value of food, its ability to give off heat is what's considered. 
The calorie is not a measure of its nutritional value. Therefore, valuing foods based on the calorie and not its nutritional value is complete nonsense. Reduce the calories to lose the weight sounds simple, but unfortunately, that's not the case. It is also bad advice. Calorie restriction doesn't work for long-term weight loss. It never has, and it never will. And it's sad to believe that many weight loss experts still agree that this is the key to weight loss. Exercise, physical activity, and getting in an extra 10,000 steps every day isn't the only way we burn calories. Our bodies need calories to survive. Our bodies need a minimum amount of calories or energy per day to sustain metabolic functions, such as regulating your heartbeat, breathing, new muscle and bone production, heat production, brain function, and fat production. The calories your body uses to sustain these functions is referred to as your basal metabolic rate or BMR. This can range from 1,200 to 3,000 calories per day, depending on factors such as your age, gender, occupation, and size. You may have heard that a pound of fat equals 3,500 calories. Many experts still preach that in order to lose weight, you must eat 500 calories less than what your body needs to drop a pound of fat a week. Listen. If your body needs 2,000 calories per day to carry on its normal metabolic functions and you reduce that input to 1,500 calories per day, do you honestly think your body will ignore your heart rate, your breathing, and your digestion so you can look good in a bathing suit? No. Let me explain further with an analogy. Say you make an income of 2,000 a week and you spend 2,000 a week. Suddenly, your income gets reduced to $1,500 a week. What is the smart thing to do? Would you continue to spend $2,000 per week, or would you adjust to the new income by reducing your spending to $1,500 per week? You would adapt to the lowered income by reducing your spending. You would prioritize your spending by not going out to restaurants every day or getting that weekly pedicure. That is the same thing that happens to your body. When you reduce the calories, your body will adapt to the new caloric input. Now at 1500 calories, there are fewer calories available to heat the body. And as a result, you're going to start to feel cold. And when there's fewer calories available to grow your hair and nails, your nails are going to become brittle and your hair falls out. And then when there are fewer calories available for the brain to function, you're going to have trouble with focus and concentration. Your body will do whatever it can to survive. Your body is not going to continue to burn 2000 calories when it's only getting 1500, just like you shouldn't spend 2000 per week when you are only making 1500. Fat is a source of energy. To conserve energy, the body will slow down its metabolism and go into fat storage mode, not fat burning mode. This is the body's way of preserving itself and keeping you alive, but you will feel lousy in the process. Initially, you will lose some weight, but as your body adjusts to the lowered caloric intake, 
the weight plateaus. Then you will get all in your feelings because the scale isn't changing. Not only that, as your metabolism decreases, your hunger increases. And then one day you tell yourself, forget this, I'm hungry. And you go back to your 2000 calorie diet. Now that your metabolism has slowed down to the 1500 calorie input, all that weight comes back and brings some friends. Then you live with it until you decide to repeat this cycle all over again, hoping it will work the next time. Get closer to your speaker for a second. I need to tell you something. It won't work next time either. This cycle has to stop because the more you repeat this cycle, the more resistant the weight loss becomes and the more weight you will gain over time. This is why there are so many middle-aged women out there who don't appear to eat much and now can't lose weight. I know this because I help these women. So what you want to do is increase metabolic function, not decrease it. Reducing calories converts your body to fat storing mode, not fat burning mode. When you eat less, so does your caloric expenditure. This is why calorie restriction doesn't work. So if reducing calories doesn't make you lose weight, then what does? I'm glad you asked that question. The real problem is that your weight problem is a hormonal problem. I touched on this in episode nine, so be sure to check that out. Hormones act like messengers binding to cells to signal them to carry out a range of biological functions, such as regulating growth and repair, regulating metabolism, maintaining sexual development and reproduction. Hormones can make you feel hungry. Hormones can make you feel full. Hormones tell the body to burn fat. Hormones tell the body to store fat. And one of those hormones is insulin. Insulin is a protein hormone secreted by pancreatic beta cells. When glucose increases in the bloodstream, insulin is released. Its job is to stimulate the uptake of glucose into the cells. Once glucose enters the cell, it is used for energy. This is a normal physiological response. Insulin not only plays a role in energy metabolism, it also promotes fat storage. When insulin is high, fat storage is turned on and fat burning is turned off. And when insulin is low, fat storage is turned off and fat burning is turned on. Chronic elevated insulin levels lead to excess fat storage. Excess fat storage leads to obesity. Obesity is a hormonal problem, not a caloric problem. High insulin levels cause weight gain. Losing weight should be about burning fat, not burning calories. The goal should be to lower insulin. Certain foods stimulate insulin more than others. Sugars and refined carbs increase insulin more than proteins and fats. 
a calorie of sugar will have a different metabolic response than a calorie of coconut oil. Sugar increases blood glucose and creates surges of insulin, which also increases inflammation and make you gain weight. Coconut oil will not. Decrease the calories that come from sugars and refined carbs, and you will lower insulin, which will encourage fat burning and weight loss. Stored fat is utilized when insulin is low. Now your next question might be, how do I lower my insulin levels? Well, that's a great question. And you will have to tune in next week to find out. And I will be sharing very effective strategies that not only helped me, but many of my clients as well. This topic is way more complicated than it sounds. I'm just trying to make something that is very complex and make it much easier to understand. I began to research the causes of obesity and weight loss resistance extensively after I began to have my own weight loss challenges. I've been where you are. I used to believe this calorie hoax. In the late 90s, I was in my late 20s, and I remember having my calorie book, keeping track of everything I ate. It was a very tedious process, and this was before all those fancy apps. But I did keep my calories low and my activity high. And I believe, looking back now, that this behavior set me up for a lot of the complications I had in my late 30s and 40s. By age 40, I was 70 pounds overweight, and I could not lose the weight despite diet and exercise. I was insulin resistant. I was pre-diabetic, and I was dealing with other health issues as well, such as liver and gallbladder disease, chronic pain, headaches, and digestive issues, you name it. Then I was putting my body through more stress by exercising, and my body didn't have the energy. My body was busy trying to keep me alive. My body was trying to maintain its internal organs. So the body is going to say, you know what? Losing weight isn't a priority right now. I'm going to store fat to conserve energy so that I can keep you alive. And when my body really needed the extra energy when I got pregnant, my body really fell apart because it didn't have enough energy to create new life in my body. So my body paid for that. I had to sacrifice what I had to bring my children into the world. There's a lot to this. You know, we, we minimize things and think it's just about calories and we don't factor in the value of calories and what we actually eat. You know, instead of grabbing whole food, such as an apple or making a salad, we're grabbing slim fast. We're grabbing low calorie drinks and low calorie cookies. What do you think is better? A processed food that is packaged or actually eating whole foods and preparing our foods and eating for the value of nutrition, not the caloric value on the package. And I see people do that. This podcast is about giving you the real deal about what you need to know to lose weight and regain your health. Healing is possible, but it's not simple. A body that has possibly thousands of metabolic functions happening all at once, 24 hours, seven days a week, cannot be healed by a simple equation such as calories in minus calories out. Now let me share a quick recap of what was discussed. 
caloric restriction is not the solution for long-term healthy weight loss. You want to increase metabolic function, not decrease it. Reducing calories converts your body to fat storing mode, not fat burning mode. One of the main hormones that contribute to weight gain is insulin. Insulin is a fat storing hormone and elevated insulin levels stop you from burning fat. The focus should be on lowering insulin, not calories. And if you continue to have the mindset that calories make you fat, you will focus on the quantity of the calories and not the quality of the calories and its effect on insulin levels. Now I'm going to give you some time to allow all this information to sink in. And I look forward to sharing more with you next week. So stay tuned. Please subscribe and leave a review and check out the show notes for more resources. And until next time, go out there and achieve more freedom in your health and your life. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, seal the deal to heal by leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast and sharing with a friend. Thanks again. And we'll continue the journey next week.